Welcome everybody, it's Mitch Brunette here for another mini-cast. I've got Megan Ashoff with me today and we're going to talk about some star count uh, processes and getting them up to 100% by the end of the first week. So welcome on today, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, so let's jump in. We're going to start talking about getting the account up to 100% by the end of the first week. Now, we added this because we found it to be so important. It was always part of the process, but we added it as a red-green metric for our CCM team to execute the 100% by the end of the first week and then have uh, the leadership team go out and actually check and make sure the building's 100% by the end of that first week. And the goal for that was because previously sometimes the buildings weren't brought all the way up to standard when they should have been. And maybe they were brought 70 or 80% of the way there, but they didn't get all the way to where we needed them. And the ultimate goal here was to make sure that once the building is brought up to standard, the client has less that they could possibly find and begin complaining about. Where the account might have been put on the STAR program because we were missing trash cans or the restrooms weren't very clean. And so we make an effort to fix that. We get it fixed and then they take a walk around their building and they maybe notice the tops of the cubes haven't been dusted in two months or the ceiling vents are out of control. So rather than letting them find those things, we're getting out in front of it to prevent, to prevent that from uh, building up and becoming a different area for them to say, well, now you fix this, but you're missing that. So uh, at the end of the day, we were losing accounts uh, where we knew we were in trouble and they're on the STAR program. And it was typically just because we didn't solve all the issues that were going on at the building. So that's kind of the general framework we're going to talk about today. So I think just to add to that, us as a leadership team going back out after it's been 100% has made a world of a difference. Um, just really just sitting down and talking with our clients as well. So that was something that we added in 20, or 2020 and it's been helpful. Um, but <clears throat> so basically going through you know our process, thorough ongoing visits. So after we get the building up to 100%, our visits, um, are not intended to be, hey, I was at the building, check, and now you know I'm leaving. So they're supposed to be purposeful. Um, we should be going in looking at the last two or three complaints that we've seen from the client. Um, our visit should be to audit any other you know, complaints or issues as well as checking the rest of the building um, to really prevent us um, from getting more complaints from the client. Some of the common items that we want to check other than, let's say, a complaint would be stocking, um, any kind of hidden trash cans, high dusting, um, anything that you would see on one of your normal you know, visits. Um, yeah, some, just real quick to interrupt, something I remember a long time ago, probably six years ago, we had an account on the STAR program and we got the building super clean and up to speed. And um, it was not, I still remember this, it was not a STAR visit night that we ended up getting fired off of. It was just something that happened that on a star visit, I would hope that we would have caught if we had been there that specific night, is literally a wrapper on the ground. One single wrapper in a traffic area. And it was like a sub traffic. It wasn't the main aisle thoroughfare. It was like two rows deep into the cubicles. There was a little pathway, four foot wide hallway or something. And a stupid candy wrapper was there. And that's actually the straw that broke the camel's back that got us fired. Yeah. That's definitely, and those are the things to look at when you're doing your visits. Um, honestly, if you hear nothing else from us today, you want to look for things that would get us into trouble with our contacts um, when they walk in at 7.30 in the morning. So if you are there during your visits, check the employee entrances. Check for the random you know, pieces of candy sitting on the floor. 
Yeah, it's a good reminder. It's an old school piece of Joe Chopin wisdom. I think I maybe mentioned it on a recent podcast. Um, he basically used to always say, let's get the customer from their car to their desk without them thinking about janitorial, and we're probably going to have a pretty good day. So uh, shifting gears, we're going to talk about solving problems. So we've, we've talked about why we're doing this, what it looks like. We've talked about what the visit should look like. So then when you're at the building, there's going to be issues that you're going to witness, and maybe the crew's already gone for the night. You know, we need to make sure that we solve that problem, whatever it may be. Sometimes it might be a task that takes just a couple of minutes, like dusting the tops of some lockers or some cubicle tops. There may be some times where you spend an hour or more to figure out how to resolve some complaints. And at the end of the day, we should be bringing in the contractor to do that with us. But if they can't or if they won't, it's our responsibility to give our client a good experience the next day. So if you do something on behalf of the contractor, you got to make sure to take credit with that contractor for having done it. Uh, you're going to want to take before and after pictures of what you found and send it to them to let them know, here's what I found. I did it. I took care of it. So it's squared away but I need you or your team to take care of these in the future. I can't be the one doing it each time going forward. And so, again, I've seen situations where a contractor might try and take advantage of you and know that you're coming out twice a week and just, oh, that's you know Steve or Mark's job to take care of. And that's not the case. We wanna make sure we take credit for it, let them know it's no big deal as long as they keep it handled and, and going well moving forward, uh, it'll all be good to go. So. Uh, on the solving problem standpoint, I just want to make sure CCMs think at the end of the night, the customer, if they come in in the morning and find that candy wrapper on the floor, they don't care if the contractor missed it or you missed it as the CCM. They just care that it was missed, citywide missed it. And they're not going to just accept, well, we'll get a new crew and it'll get better because they will say, well, your night manager was here. Why didn't they help solve or, or take care of that problem? So is there anything else you want to add, Megan, before we start to wrap up? No, I think I'm good. All right, so the final breakdown here is just at, at the end of the day, if we can employ these tactics at night, make sure we're being thorough, make sure we're looking for old problems, make sure we're looking for stuff that would get us in trouble and actually solving problems, it is going to result in fewer lost accounts. If the contractor wants to take advantage of your help in ongoing visits, talk to your FSM, we can change the contractor out and we'll get someone in there that'll take care of them. And at the end of the day, the difference is kind of what I just summarized, which is that the customer doesn't have to complain to force the change. We end up keeping them longer. We're making the change because we know on the back end, if we don't take care of the IC change, eventually the customer is going to ask for a change and we can prevent that from happening. So thank you everyone for listening. And if you have any questions, as always, grab your supervisor and have a chat with them about it. Uh, thanks again.